on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and a man who is the Australian ambassador for the World Creativity and Innovation Week. He's also the founder of the ideas business. Wade Kingsley joins us in the middle of World Creativity and Innovation Week. G'day, Wade. Hello, Clayton. Lovely to see you again. It's uh, great to have a chat with you and uh, hear all about what World Creativity and Innovation Week means. I'm I'm always up for something creative. I'm always up for what it is and exploring what it is. But what does having a week like this actually mean? Well, it uh, actually came about in about 2001. And, and I should say, like you, I'm all about exploring creative and innovation. I sort of made that my life's journey. Um, and so when I heard about this World Creativity and Innovation Week a few years ago, I really wanted to get involved. And really what it's about, it's, a, it's, a, it's meant to be a celebration of international creativity. Um, it's about encouraging and empowering people to use creativity and creative thinking every day uh, in their homes, in their schools, in communities, with the ultimate aim of everyone living a more creative life. And, and the saying that we create our own lives really resonates through this week because um, there's a number of um, events and celebrations that happen in over 60 countries around the world. And proud to say that Australia has got a lot of things happening. Uh, and it's really about just highlighting the, the role that creativity plays and encouraging people to use it in their everyday lives. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things I've often said to a number of people who go, oh, I'm not creative, is hold on a second, you, you do creative things. Every time you innovate and make your workplace a little bit better, it's actually using some form of creativity to get there. Um, what's your definition of, of creativity, Wayne? Well, and it's funny you say that because the hashtag or the, the, the tag for a World Creativity Week, and you can see it on my T-shirt here, is <laughs> I am creative. Because it, it's about giving yourself permission. It's about giving yourself the confidence to say, yes, I am creative. And you're right, because we do already do everyday acts of creativity. And so a definition of creativity is, is to be able to, tr to think of and try something different. And as an example, you know, if you if you drive to work every day and you take exactly the same route to work every day, then that's not a particularly creative act. But if you just take one left turn and you take one different way of doing it, or I often say if you're just cooking from a recipe, that, that's not a creative act. But if you add one ingredient different, you're making a creative choice. And creative choices happen every single day from the clothes we wear to what we have for dinner uh, to, to a book we read or something we write down or a message we send to a friend. They're all creative acts. We just, we obviously just don't give ourselves the credit for that. We think that creativity belongs to the artists and musicians and all the traditional creative fields, but everything we do every day, unless it's prescribed to us, is a creative act. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk uh, a couple of things as we go through this interview around uh, what things are happening this week that, that we should maybe be across, but also how we can be more creative, some of those unlockings. Before we get there, can we dig into you personally a bit here, Wade? Because, you know, we love this show, understanding people a bit more too. You've said for you, creativity has always sort of been a part of it. It's been something you explore. You, you mentioned that it's trying something different, change, and, and people don't always like that. Um, why are you, A, comfortable sitting in that place and B, want to sit in that place? What's, is there a deep desire for you of why creativity is, is something that, that you want to be a part of? Well, I think it probably started like for most of us in childhood and um, Brene Brown ha has got a really good philosophy on this. She says that basically when you're a child, you get a creativity scar and the creativity scar is when someone at some point of everyone's childhood tells them they are creative or they're not. 
And usually what happens is a child, and, and I was one of these kids, is doing something creative. They're either writing or drawing or painting and, and an adult recognises that and goes, oh, that's very creative or you're very creative, words that effect. And then you've got other kids who might be more interested in more traditional science-based subjects or whatever. They don't get that same affirmation. And so why Brene Brown calls it the scar is what happens for people who get the scar and in a positive way is they grow that, you know, they, the scab falls off and they kind of go, I can do this, I can really do it. And it comes from that childhood encouragement, which I had in abundance. I, I was very lucky from a, a family perspective, both my grandmother and my mum and my uncles were all really strong on encouraging my creativity. So I built on that. And then I see many other kids that where it, it, it's not as obvious or not as natural and they get, they hang on to that scar for ages. And it is still something you can grow out of. So what I have become passionate about, particularly I think since becoming a dad, is making sure that from childhood onwards, people understand that creativity is a natural skill that we're all born with. And like every other skill, we can grow and develop it. And so I'm, I'm passionate about it because I feel lucky that I was confident um, and affirmed in my childhood to grow my creativity. So now I feel like it's my role to help other people with theirs. Yeah. All right. So, you know, yeah, Wade, we're hearing you. We're talking about, it. all right, we get it. We, we, we want to be more creative. Um, we want to maybe even move past some of that scouring. What's, you know, we want to talk about a few things. Let's just start with one and, and we'll come back after a break and talk about a bit more. What's something I can actually do to help myself be more creative? You talked about taking a different turn, but is there a pattern to this? Is it just randomly trying random things? Because that's sometimes what people think creativity is. What's the best way? Well, the very, the very first thing that um, I focus on in sort of creative thinking workshops I do or the online course that I've got is I focus on people, first of all, being, believe it or not, this is going to sound really hard, Clay, but I'm going to get you to do it. I'm going to get, I get people to say these words, I am creative. Can you say that? I am creative. Now, it doesn't feel natural. Mm. <laughs> because it feels like something you're boasting about. To be able to yeah. say, if you can say, I can walk or I can read, it feels like, yeah, of course, because I've got that skill because I'm a human or I'm an adult. But when you say I am creative, there's a part of you that still feels like, oh, am I allowed to say that? You know, yeah. is that me? Does that feel too boastful? And so believe it or not, part of the very first step is kind of, it's a bit like the reverse of admitting you've got a problem. It's saying, okay, I, I am creative. And then it's about what you do with it. So in everyday acts of creativity, um, what I try and get people to do is some very simple things. For example, if you find yourself writing a lot of notes or these days typing a lot of notes into your phone, one thing I always encourage people to do is to get out a pen and draw. Draw what they're actually trying to remember or if you've got a shopping list, you know, draw the, draw the items on the shopping list, even in a sketch form. And people go, oh, no, but I can't draw much. Okay, that's a bit of a negative attitude. What we want to try and do is say, try and tap into that childlike ability because when you're young and you try and communicate, you do it through drawings, not through words to start with. So drawing is a very basic thing you can flip. When you're sitting in a meeting and you're writing down notes, start drawing some things. And I don't just mean doodle scribbles. I mean, like write, like draw objects that are happening in the meeting. Um, when you've got a shopping list, do it that way. When you're, when you're trying to communicate with someone, you know, absolutely try and put it into drawing. And just by using drawing instead of words, you're actually tapping into what it was like to communicate as a child, which brings back a lot of playful and, and energy and, and attitude where you go, well, it was okay to be wrong back then. It didn't, it didn't matter what you drew back then as long as you were having fun. 
And, and that's, that, that's probably the most simple thing you can do is first admit it and then start drawing. That, that's one step. Yeah. I think there's also an aspect, isn't it, where we go, and I think you touched on it, Wade, that that's sort of, that was okay to be wrong. Because I think that some of the things that might, people might put in place, oh, I can't do that in a business meeting. Yeah. Um, I'd look like a fool. or I'd, 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 what, I'd, we, we start arguing against our own creativity at times, don't we? Uh, yeah. But we have to trust, hey, look, we're just going to step there and we can step it in safe places. You can draw and, and those sorts of things. It's a great idea. Interestingly, my girls, um, 11-year-olds, I've got twins, and at church of the last few months, you know, sometimes the pastor's message isn't, you know, it feels like it's for the adults, but uh, they were challenged to start drawing what he was saying. And so every week they give him a picture of what it says. And sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes they're picking on him and sometimes, but they're getting the point across of what he's trying to say. And they're interpreting and understanding. And um, it's something so revealing about what they're understanding. And, and they're going to remember that a whole lot more too. Yeah, and, and, and you're right as saying about that interpretation because creativity is personal interpretation. And one of the things that does hold us back is this fear of being judged because when we're kids, we don't have that fear, you know, until we hit school really, that sort of the, the kindy age into sort of the early years of school doesn't really happen. When we hit school, we start recognising peer pressure. We start recognising, you know, even school systems encourage us to fall in line. You know, we have to sit quietly and put a hand up when we want to ask questions and, and so systems start to take over. And so we start suppressing the free expression and creative side of our, our brains. And really what it is when you're encouraging that sort of stuff, when you're saying, look, draw, go a bit wild, go a bit free, it's reminding you that there was a time in your life where you didn't care what people thought. <laughs> uh, and it's usually that time when you're sort of sometimes walking around with no pants on or <laughs> drawing things that no one can recognise, but they're creative times. And and what really strong, creatively confident people do throughout their adult lives is they carry through that ability to not care as much what people think. Now, of course, we all still care what people think about the work we do or, or art we produce or whatever it might be, but it's not letting the fear of judgment dictate what you do. It's having a go and being okay with, with getting things wrong. And it is called creative practice. You know, it is about practicing what you do. Mm. Everything's going to be right. And we, we hear great stories of how, um, you know, Steve Jobs, what the creative guy created, all this sort of stuff. We don't talk about all the failures Steve had in his life. We don't talk about all the things he got wrong before he got things right because there are multitudes of those. And we have this sort of hero worship of creative people that, oh, they're so amazing. They just come up with all those ideas all the time. Yeah, but you don't hear about all the bad ones. You don't hear about the ones that didn't work because they are there for sure. And, and it's about recognising that is part of creative practice and creative process. Yeah. We're going to be back with Wade Kins Kinsley in just a moment. He is from the Ideas Business and is currently the Australian Ambassador for the World Creativity and Innovation Week, which is on right now. So we're going to be back with Wade in a couple of minutes as we keep exploring what it means to unlock our own creativity. So more tips with him next on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. On Melbourne's 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and Wade Kingsley. He's the man behind the ideas business and is the Australian ambassador for the World Creativity and Innovation Week, which is on right now. Uh, he is a lover of all things creative, and it's not just this week. Uh, I've had the privilege of actually uh, spending some time with Wade over the last few years, and boy, does he love creativity. Um, it is a big passion and part of who he is. We're talking about, Wade, how we can be more creative. We've talked a little bit about it's some of those simple steps, using the things around us to start being creativity, uh, creative about things. It's 
pushing through some of those maybe slightly awkward things at the start and, and realizing it too. Is there a way that we ever know, wow, I, I'm really being creative here. Is there a way to be more creative? Is there a way to, to really untap all of what that is and just explore it? Well, I kind of equate it to like physical fitness. So if you want to be more creative, think of it in the terms of physical fitness. You, you wake up one day and you go, I'd like to be fitter. I'd like to be healthier and fitter. Now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow you can go out and run the New York Marathon. What it means is you can absolutely get to that stage, but you've got to put in the work. So you've got to start walking around the block before you start running around the block, before you start running on a track, before you start doing half marathons, full marathons, and you build up the strength and stamina to be able to run a marathon. Mm. So creativity, people think it's like an on and off switch. Like, oh, well, hang on, I, I couldn't possibly be as creative as that person. And the, really the, the difference that I find through all the research I've done around creativity is that the only real difference between people who are very, very confident with their creativity and people who don't feel as confident is the confident ones are more regular practitioners of it. So they will carve out deliberate time in their day to do what I call TSC, which is time spent creatively. They will do things. So they will say, right, I'm now going to read a book. I'm now going to draw a picture. I'm now going to watch a video on something. I'm going to do something that helps fuel my creativity and I'm going to practice it. So I'm going to um, draw a picture after watching that video on how to draw a picture. I'm going to pick up an instrument after doing that. I'm going to try and cook a recipe from scratch. They're going to put some sort of practice in place, which helps them understand that creativity is a skill that they can do. And then they keep going back and back and back and doing it repetitively. Um, and so I, I think that one of the things that, you know, we should always think about is that in fitness, you can't just decide you want to be fit. You have to work for it. And creativity is something we have the potential to do, but we have to put in the practice and, and the legwork to do. And we don't have to think, well, in order to be creative, I've got to go and paint an impressionist painting like Picasso could. Well, no, because he painted a lot of stuff. So you, you might want to just start basic uh, and don't worry about if you think it's going to be bad or you think it's you're not good at painting try experiment see what you like see what works and then build on that yeah is the importance of creativity the outcome or perhaps the journey of it um, I, I'm sort of asking that from a guy who's started developing two board games and hasn't finished either of them. So hoping you're saying it's the journey, but uh, is that actually true? You know, we hear that statement a bit. It's the journey that's the important, not the outcome. But we know in other things, actually, the outcome is really important too. Where does creativity fit in that? Well, I would say creativity, it is the journey. Um, I would say if you want to use creativity for purposes of innovation, then it is probably more outcome-based. So they are, they are quite linked, creativity and innovation, which is why World Creativity and Innovation Week are two things in one. Um, and innovation is the result of putting the work in in the creative space. So, for example, with your board games, what I would absolutely suggest is if you feel passionate about that product getting to market, then you've got to be able to put in creative practice to get that happening. And involved in a board game would be the concept, which you've probably already got or sort of playing around with. You might have started thinking about some of the design. You might have even built a mock one and practiced it and played with it. And then it's about repeating, refining, keep going with that until you get it to a point where you can go, right, now I'm ready for this product to, to, to see the light of day and be sold in places. But if you just get satisfaction out of the fact that you've created it for yourself only, that's still fine. That's a creative act 
and you've developed that and and it's about taking pride in the fact that you've actually made something um and the journey in trying to work out what's what works what people like what you like doing what gives you enjoyment is to me part of the fun of creativity because there are no rules no one says that creativity has to be something that you end up with creating the new apple product for it it's not about that it's about just being happy in the journey itself yeah is there one example of somebody exploring creativity that you just go oh I love sharing that person's story. Um, is there somebody like that who you go, that, that, that's what I love sharing? Well, there is one actually. And um, it, it came up a couple of weeks ago in a workshop I was running because one of the things that people don't realise about creativity is creativity really is about solving problems. Now, we think of, again, we think of creativity as the arts and music and um, all those sort of inverted commas creative passions. But at the end of the day, Everything we do that's creative is solving a problem. So if we're bored, a painting that's been created by someone solves our problem of boredom. Um, if, we're, if we're looking for something to watch on TV, then someone's creativity on Netflix has solved that problem. And so one story that I, I used last week when we are talking about problem solving and creativity um, was the story of Steven Spielberg. And when he was making the movie Jaws, uh, he was a really young director and it's hard to remember Spielberg back this time, but... He, he, there was a time he was a nobody um, and he had this script for this movie Jaws and um, the studio agreed to make it, but it was a real B-grade B release. It was meant to be just this silly horror movie about a shark and nothing was to become of it. In fact, nothing was to become of it. They didn't really cast any really well-known people at that stage and they spent the entire budget of the movie, which wasn't much, on the shark itself. So what happened was they built this shark um, in California. They tested it. Um, and then they flew it out to the east coast of, of the US, off Martha's Vineyard, to film the movie. That's where it's going to be set. So the minute they put this shark they've spent all the money on into the water, it starts to not work. Mechanically, it starts smoking. Um, <laughs> the bits of it are falling off because they tested it in a freshwater tank and now they've put it in salt water. And the shark's not working. So the whole Spielberg sitting there going, I've put all my money in reputation the little i've got so far into a movie about a shark and the shark's a problem so what he did was instead of trying to go right how do i fix the shark he took a step back and thought what problem am i trying to solve here and the problem he was really trying to solve was not to fix the shark it was to fix the movie and he asked himself one question which is a great creative thinking technique he said what would alfred hitchcock do if i was alfred hitchcock in this scenario what would i do and it meant he looked at the problem in a different way and he could come up with alternative solutions. And the solution, as we know it now, the movie Jaws, of course, big box office smash, one of the all-time great movies, um, is that the shark doesn't appear in the movie Jaws until 88 minutes into the movie. Now, in the early version of the movie, it was all about the shark. In this version, because he thought, what would, what would uh, Hitchcock do? What Spielberg did was use tension and fear and showed um, shots of the, the dark ocean with a menacing sort of soundtrack. And the menacing soundtrack only came about, you know, the dun it, dun it, it yeah. came about because they had a problem with the shark. It wasn't there originally. Because the shark didn't work, they thought we've got to make a different movie. It's got to build suspense and tension. So let's make this about the fear of the shark. Um, we don't see it till later. And then what they did was cleverly filmed around the, the shark that was falling apart. So you didn't notice all those other bits that weren't working but it ended up being a much better movie as a result of Spielberg using creativity to solve the problem 
by redefining the problem. He said, I don't want to actually fix the shark. I want to fix the movie. Mm. And what would someone else in my shoes do in this situation? And, and that's a great creative hack as well, is to sometimes go, what would this person do if they had this problem? It takes you out of this notion that you have to have all the answers, you have to be creatively smart yourself, and gives you permission to sit in the shoes of someone else and see what they think. Yeah, I've actually used that technique as I approach different issues in, in life as well, and have literally gone to people who were very different to me, you know, even, um, you know, uh, war leaders and things like this, and, and they were ruthless at this or that. Well, actually, I have permission to suddenly go, okay, I, I don't have to be a nice guy here. I'm allowed to think like somebody else. And, and what's the solutions they might come up with? I might not use that. I might not get to that, but it at least opens my mind up. And I found that uh, something to be really useful as I go through life. Yeah, it, it helps you think. And sometimes when we're lacking in confidence to be creative, which is really, again, the point of World Creativity yep. Innovation Week is I am creative. I can do it. If you lack that confidence, it's easier to sit in someone else's shoes and go, well, they're, I think they're creative. What would they do in this, in this situation? And it just helps build on example and, and helps you kind of muddle your way through the, the confidence issue. And what I love about that too is by allowing us to sell, to think like someone else, we're actually being creative in the act of trying to get to something creative. Like that's awesome too, isn't it? Which Absolutely. is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, wait, what are some of the, is it, is it events? Is it a website? Is it, what, what's the, the, you know, the intent of World Creativity and Innovation Week is to have these sorts of conversations. So that's obviously one of the aims and hopefully everyone who's listening can go and adapt and put things more creative into their world. But is there specific things that are being run as well? Yeah, so basically the aim of it is, is um, as part of the organising team, we're, we're encouraging people to celebrate it in whatever way they want. There's no officially designated you know, event happening on this day that everyone has to attend. It's basically saying, do something this week that, it, that celebrates creativity. Um, it, it's actually built around Leonardo da Vinci's birthday. So it started last week around his birthday and it goes into Tuesday, which is World Creativity and Innovation Day. And the United Nations have that as an international day as a, of observance as well, um, because they really understand the role that innovation and creative thinking has in making our world a better place in terms of, um, you know, how can creativity help eliminate poverty? How can we get um, better healthcare to people? How can we build a more sustainable planet? Um, how can creativity come up with solutions to help with some of the big media issues that we have? Um, and the sustainable development goals that the United Nations put out are available on our website, which is wciw.org. Um, and on wciw.org, you can also see where there's celebrations already happening. People have registered, um, whether they're doing lectures or whether they're showcasing some creative work or there's kindergartens who are doing um, fun, creative exercises. You can see a list of them there. And we're just encouraging people to get out and do something creative to celebrate. That's awesome. wciw.org. That was the website there as well. It's been great to have a chat to the Australian Ambassador for World Creativity and Innovation Week and also the man behind the ideas business, Wade Kingsley. Wade, thanks so much again for your time. Play and don't forget, I am creative. And I am creative too. Excellent. This is 89.9 The Light.